0: Good morning. You're listening to FloridaLE.net and I'm Kemp Parr. This morning my guest is Craig Fuller, the founder and CEO of Freight Waves. Craig, how you doing? I'm doing great.
1: Glad to be here.
0: It's been a little over a year since we talked last, and at that time you were predicting that freight rates would normalize by the second quarter of twenty two. We're now entering the fourth quarter. So let's get a read on what's going on. For those people who don't know, Freight Waves gives a freight market intelligence you have a product called Sonar, uh, which gives people in the supply chain area a window into what's going on with freight rates. Tell us where we are now.
1: Yeah, I think exactly what we thought was going to happen, certainly normalization happened, except what we didn't expect the last time we talked a year ago was that the economy was going to sputter. And that's what we're seeing right now is we're seeing a slowdown in the economy. Freight is slowing significantly. And with that, rates have dropped and will continue to drop.
0: So, we're seeing a little bit of a decrease in demand for products. So, that gets the transportation companies to lower some rates. Let's cover a, a couple of different segments. First, in domestic trucking, uh, where, where does this stand right now? Yeah, I mean, the
1: domestic trucking market, we've seen a slowdown really took place right after Russia and Ukraine went to war. Right after the invasion, the trucking market really started to slow down. You saw volume decreases that have persisted since March and have continued to sort of play out. And with that rates have fallen, spot rates have fallen much faster than contract, the contract rates are also on their way down. We don't see any catalyst that's going to change the direction of the market anytime soon. So we think that freight rates are going to get cheaper. It's certainly easier to get trucks than it ever has been, or at least has been over the last two years. And we think that's going to play out for at least six months. Shippers should enjoy a a much easier market to book trucks and shouldn't have as many challenges finding trucks.
0: Mm -hmm. All right, so we've got this one wild card, I guess, which is diesel fuel rates. Obviously, with the Ukraine situation, uh, they're elevated, but rates are still coming down despite the fact that fuel is a little bit more expensive, right?
1: Yeah, that's right. The way we think about the freight market is you effectively have two types of markets. One is what it costs to move a truck, which is sort of set by market conditions of supply and demand and what the capacity map looks like. And so when you have too much freight versus the number of trucks, you're going to have rates that go up. And if you have too little freight and too many trucks, you have rates that go down, just like any other market. So it moves on its own dynamics, and then diesel is a is a factor outside of this, which diesel will move up and down based on the price of oil. Well, we've seen that with what's happened in Ukraine, the global oil supply has been disrupted, and specifically the global diesel supply has been disrupted because Ukraine and Russia were some of the primary sources of refined capacity energy to Europe, and with the United States cutting off Russia and Ukraine's capacity to produce any type of energy products or any commodities for that matter, is diminished significantly, uh, what we've seen is that Europe has started to pull a lot of the U.S. diesel uh, over to Europe. Because diesel is a much more important fuel in Europe than it is in the United States, particularly for passenger cars. It actually has a higher concentration of its economy tied to diesel. And that's why you're seeing competition for diesel. And that's why you're seeing prices continue to firm up.
0: So let's talk about a couple of lanes. So, um, over 50% of what's sold in flooring is imported. And the majority of that, or a big piece of it, comes out of Asia. What's going on with container rates? Give us both spot and the contract on container rates out of Asia.
1: Well, I think in every freight market, contract always lags spot. So let's just keep that in mind. So contract rates. You know, the carriers are trying to hold their ground by keeping contract rates high. Spot has collapsed. In fact, we have not seen the level of collapsing in terms of just the crashing of rates in any market and freight the way we're seeing container rates collapse right now. So if you go back to where we were a year ago, container rates on a, on a 40-foot container going from China to the U.S. West Coast was approximately, the spot market, was approximately $20,000. If we look at where it's today, it's trending below 3,000, and it's well on its way uh, into the 1,500. So we've seen rates have dropped by 90% just in the past 12 months, and there is no bottom. There's no floor in sight. So we think that container rates will go back to their pre-COVID norms probably within the next 60 to 90 days. So for folks that are thinking about how do I move freight, how do I think about long-term Contract should rate agreements with ocean carriers. This is now a a market where shippers now have all the advantage, the BCOs have all the advantage, and they shouldn't have to be dealing with the carriers having leverage because they've lost a lot of that leverage. One of the great things from a shipper standpoint or BCO standpoint is that the phenomenon that's playing in the market is really driven by a lack of demand, which is certainly concerning economically. But what's really good about that is that when we look at the amount of shipping capacity that's coming on over the next 24 months it is a significant amount of ocean shipping capacity in the container market at unprecedented levels that have entered the market or will enter the market And so because of that we don't see a catalyst for ocean rates to increase when we factored to have a very bearish sentiment on ocean container rates
0: okay is the same thing going on out of europe because we get a lot of ceramic tile out of Italy, and we're hearing that those rates are still a little bit more elevated. Yeah, they are, and they will. They're just less it's less liquid.
1: We think about a market being liquid. There's less frequent voyages. There's less capacity on those lanes, so it's going to take some time for that market to reset and sort of trail down. Uh, but what will end up happening is the ocean container lines, they start to realize that that Trans-Pacific Lane, that lane from China to the U.S. West Coast, doesn't have as much freight on it as it used to. And what they'll do is they will cancel voyages out of Asia and try to reposition some of that capacity to some of the higher paying lanes, uh, and that will eventually lower the price of of freight out of Europe. Generally, as you think about freight, and this is true in trucking, it's true in ocean, it's true in air, it's in any of these uh, modes of transportation, Whenever you have demand destruction or you have a slowdown in one market, it will eventually slow impact rates in other markets because the carriers, what they'll do is they'll re-optimize their networks trying to find freight that they can fill up their trucks or fill up their ships. And in doing so, what it actually does is it lowers, it adds capacity to those higher-paying lanes, but it lowers the price that customers have to pay. So while we're not yet seeing the significant amount of pricing downward pressure on rates from Europe to United States, that is going to happen. That is going to come. It just is going to take a little bit longer.
0: All right. So the people you talked to, the economists, are you looking for 23 to be soft, You know, continue to be softer demand?
1: Yeah, absolutely. I think from where we sit, if you think about physical freight movement or goods, we're definitely in a recession and we've believe that for some time. We've talked on March 31st about the trucking freight recession we believe was imminent. That has played out. In the summer, we, we sent out some warning signs about global shipping, just the amount of freight moving out of China. When China opened up, if you remember, it sort of had a significant lockdown well past what everybody else in the world was doing in May. They shut down their entire economy in May, right. and everyone expected the tsunami of containers coming from Asia when they reopened. Uh, to hit our shores, and so everyone was sort of anticipating a a sort of a second leg or a massive surge in demand. It actually didn't happen, in fact, the opposite happened, is that volume dropped by about a third when they reopened, which suggested that maybe a lot of that demand was sort of past the cycle of peak demand, and since then, we've seen it continue to slow down, and so we believe that the global economy is in a recession, the freight market is in a recession, and one of the things that you have to remember is imports are only one component inside of the, the U.S. freight market. So you have imports that certainly drive it. That's largely consumer discretionary, drives a lot of the ocean container market. That is slowing. A lot of retailers have excess inventory, so they're not ordering as much. One of the biggest drivers of freight, this is both in the domestic trucking market, but just globally, is the U.S. housing market. And And I don't have to tell anybody on this show that the U.S. housing market is slowing. Because it is slowing, it represents as much as 20% of U.S. trucking demand, both direct and indirect. And that's everything from lumber to floor coverings to TVs and appliances. All of that drives a lot of freight demand. And with U.S. housing starts really sputtering, and uh, people are not purchasing second homes or purchasing second hand home or a used home. Because of that, we're seeing a significant slowing just in just an overall freight boom. We believe it's going to be really soft-headed in 2023. And what I would advise anyone that's thinking about negotiating freight rates is, if you're the buying capacity from the market, you have an enormous amount of leverage that you haven't had for at least two years. You should use that to your advantage. And one thing that I would just caution is don't get locked into long-term rate agreements that you can't get out of, allow for some flexibility. So go into these negotiations, knowing that you have an enormous amount of leverage. There is nothing short term on the horizon that is going to change that perspective. And short of a black swan event, which right now we, we don't anticipate, you know, hurricanes being the hurricane season being a significant hit to freight. We don't anticipate there's a big economic surge because we don't think government spending is going to increase in this cycle. We just think that the economy is slowing significantly, and there's so many more headwinds uh, against the freight market than there are tailwinds that we think that this is going to be a buyer's market.
0: All right, Craig. Well, thanks so much for the update on this. Again, been talking to Craig Fuller, the founder and CEO of FreightWaves, and you've been listening to Ken Farr and FloridaAlly.net.